Welcome to another episode of Missing Pieces. This is my weekly audio journal where I sit down and I discuss my life and all the things going on in it and in my brain, as scary as that is. I'm currently recording this on Friday, October 7th at 1.38 p.m., which means that it's only been five days since I recorded the last episode. And as such, I'm going to set a warning here. This is probably going to be a short episode, one, And two, it's probably going to be a fairly boring episode because not much has happened in my life. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time in the event you want to bail from this. And I'm also giving you a tutorial on how you don't start a YouTube video. You want to draw your audience in. You don't want to tell them to leave. But if you do, I totally understand. I'm making this episode as tempting as it is just to kind of skip this and come back next week because I'm going to have a lot more to talk about because tomorrow, or actually tonight, we're leaving for a trip to New York City and we'll be back on the day that you're listening to this. Uh, so I'll have a lot to talk about then, but for, for now I don't, but it's important to me to be consistent and to show up. I think that's the, the number one rule for success in life and that's why I'm here. So at the very least, you know, maybe there'll be a little something that you can pick out of this episode, uh, but I'm here and I'm thankful that you are as well. So let's start this episode off with where last week's episode left off, and that was uh, on Sunday, we went to a place near us called Hoopla's, which is like, a, I guess you'd call it an arcade, although I'm reluctant to call it that because as we found out, these days, arcades are very much different from the arcades that I, I wish still existed. So I'll tell you what this place was like, and then I'll explain what I wish it was. Uh, Hoopla's is very much like most arcades these days, which uh, are full of these really in- incredible games like uh, Skeetball, for example, or Whack-A-Mole, lots of like physically engaging games. Um you know, the basketball style games and a lot of things that take your money very quickly and leave you with not much to show for it outside of a few tickets that you can then exchange for little trinkets at the counter. The arcade that I would prefer is like the old school arcade of like the 80s and 90s where they have like the, the arcade cabinets where you could play fighting games and put your quarter in and play and have a great time. And like just all those vintage games, I guess they're vintage these days, even though that was a part of my childhood. That's when you realize you've gotten old. When things that you did as a kid are now vintage, you're officially old. So welcome to the welcome to the gang. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just wish there was like none of that there. There were like a couple things that had like giant guns inside and you can shoot and stuff, which is cool. But what I want in an arcade is I just want to walk in and see a whole wall of just arcade cabinets of like just amazing vintage games. And I'm sure those places exist and I would love to find them because it'd be great to go there and experience that and then like to make a video about it too. So that might be one of my bucket list things that I have for the future where Clark and I, and I guess Cody, even though like the arcade thing isn't really her thing, I think it'd be great to go do something like that. An actual arcade, like an old school arcade. If you know, you know. But these days the arcade games I think are really... I think they're great for little kids like Clark had a great time there and his buddy did too because uh, we met another couple there. He's actually like my financial guy and uh, he, he does financial work for Cody at the school as well. Uh, and she, the way this all happened is she donated to a cause that he was working on and he was like, hey, we should all get together and then uh, we're going to go to the park. But Sunday was like a rainy day. So we went there and it was, it was fun. Like I actually had fun too, cause they had claw machines. And if you guys know anything about me or, uh, have seen me at the boardwalk in ocean city or pretty much anywhere that I can find a claw machine, 
I love them. Even though I know they're rigged, I know they give you weak pulls until like a certain number hits. I love like the lottery of it. And someday I have like a, a dream to maybe have my own claw machine here in, in my studio. Like wouldn't it be cool if it was like right back there beside the stairs and I could throw a bunch of stuff in there and set it so you win like every time, even though that would kind of take away the fun of it. I wish it was just like a pure like um, physically challenging game. You know what I mean? Like you, if, you, if you hit it right or just right, you won. I wish it wasn't like, oh yeah, you grab the thing. And the way the one was there, spoiler alert, I didn't win at all, but it would pick your thing up like three or four inches and then it would drop it. So you like, you had the thing and it'd make you feel like you're on the cusp of winning as it rises up like the little stuffed animal or whatever, but then it would drop it as opposed to just grabbing it where the claw kind of leaves it. This one was bringing it up and then dropping, which was, it, it's just super shady. It kind of, it kind of aggravates me. Uh, so I definitely need to get my own claw machine somehow or my very my very own like arcade setup too i almost this summer i got one of the arcade one-up golden tee golf units and i was like i've been wanting this for a long time but then after i bought it i was like what the heck am i where am i gonna put this i'm already limited for space am i gonna get enough use out of this ended up just like canceling the order I don't regret that because it was like it was like five hundred dollars, and it would probably just be sitting there, but it would look cool. Uh, but those are the type of arcade stuff that I'm into, and um, I guess that's just a, that's like a lost generation now. I think I don't know what brought us into this. I remember Dance Dance Revolution was like one of the first games that I remember seeing that like people were like physically involved with, and I think ever since that, like more and more of that has kind of come over, especially for younger kids. Nobody wants to stand there and play Street Fighter anymore, or play Mortal Kombat against people because you can do that at home and you can do it for a lot less. I think we burnt through $30 there that day and we were there for like maybe an hour. The most, uh, I, I guess, economical game that they had there was like an actual real life bowling lane. They have like four lanes in there. And for $3.50 per kid, you could play, you know, 10, uh, frames like a full bowling round like i don't bowling game uh that that was like way better than spending a dollar 25 on one pool in the claw machine because everything there was like over a dollar which is also kind of insane and surprisingly the place was kind of busy too uh which i was surprised with especially like these days as inflation's going up and the cost of things you think like people would be getting pinched pretty hard to the point where they're like yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna go to the uh the arcade johnny why don't you go play some Fortnite? that's free here i'll give you five dollars so you can get a skin and i you know obviously that's the downfall of arcades and movie theaters and pretty much every physical location there is in fact this week this is kind of i guess forward in the story i wasn't even going to talk about this but it just reminded me of it i was going to go to this place called moe's which is they make it's like uh i guess it'd be like competitor to chipotle which we're actually getting one of those. And I was going to go to Moe's after I worked out, which is like a terrible idea. But I was, I had to go shopping for a new shirt for our trip. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Moe's. I've been like fiending for one of their burritos for the longest time. And I look up their hours and it says they're permanently closed. And I'm like, what? So then I like started doing some research and apparently they closed like two years ago, <laughs> which uh, obviously uh, I haven't been there in two years, but I remember going there. It must've been over five years ago, like right when they opened, I would go there cause it was pretty close to where I worked and I would go there for lunch on occasion. Uh, but that was back in 2017. And as of 2020, they're gone. And, and not only that, it was like this website that showed all these different places in our, in our town or in the area that 
had closed in the prior year or were closing that year. And it was just a staggering number of places. Like our mall it was is pretty much a ghost town at this point. It was listing some of the stores there, the bigger stores that had moved out, some of the ones that were moving to new locations that have already shut down. And it just got me thinking like, where is anyone ever going to go anymore? Like there's nowhere to go for anything. I guess everyone just goes to Amazon or you go to Target or you go to Walmart for things that you need, but there's no physical retail stores for anything in our area. In fact, the one last place in our mall was like Annie Ann's. My, oh gosh, I love Annie Ann's pretzels. You guys know. And that place shut down and it didn't, it didn't move. It didn't do anything. And then you just have all these places shutting down. Moses is an example. And I'm just like so bummed out by that. And it got me wondering like, will there ever be a resurgence where people are, are like missing those things? And I, I don't know. Is everyone just content shopping online? Like there, there was, I think this element where people would have a social experience when you went to the mall, for example, you didn't go there just to shop, especially if you're younger, you'd go there to like walk around, hang out, maybe see your friends, have that social experience. But now it's like, you can do that just by scrolling through Instagram, I suppose. You can get those same feelings or, you know, checking out Facebook or whatever social platform you're on. Heck, you don't even need to have friends. You can just watch other people's stuff and see what they're up to and then just be like a silent observer and still feel like you're connected when you're not connected at all. And it just makes me sad. Like Clark's generation, like are kids even going to hang out in real life anymore. Why would you? You can just get on Discord, I guess, or play video games together. And you don't even have to do that in the same place. Like when I was a kid, this I realizing this episode is going to feel like old man uh yells at sky or whatever. When you wanted to play video games together, you had to be in the same room, on the same couch in most cases, you know, like sharing the same TV with your little square of golden eye up in the corner that you were playing on like a 20-inch TV on. These days that doesn't exist anymore. And it, it makes me sad. Like I, I feel like I grew up. I don't even know if I grew up during the best time. I don't feel like I did. I feel like I was at the very end of maybe the somewhat good times. And now things are just aren't great in my opinion, at least from that perspective. I mean, it's nice to have technology and the opportunities that it's allotted us, including what I'm doing right now. But what have we lost? What have we given up in order to get this? That's the thing that makes me really sad. And to know that, like, I, I can't go to the mall and have that experience. I can't go to a toy store. Toys R Us closed in 2018. That was one of the, they had, they had a store, I think it was called KB Toys, that was in the mall when I was a kid. I remember we, my grandma would take me there and allow me to pick out a toy and we would go out for lunch and stuff. We're not having those experiences anymore. Even Toys R Us that moved out of the mall. Like, it was like this thing where everyone moved out and now even those places are all shut down. So, yeah, it's, it, it just doesn't happen anymore. And it's just one of those things like, just like your parents would be like, oh, back when I was younger, we did this and that. I remember them telling me like there was a movie theater in our little town and there was a JCPenney's and all this stuff. Nothing anymore. And that's the next thing I think is going to go as sad as it is, is movie theaters with streaming as popular as it is and as expensive as it is to go to a movie. And with them, really, the only thing they were holding over us was the exclusive the exclusive nature of a movie that would come out. And then, you know, six months later, you'd have to wait to watch it on whatever, you know, get it on DVD or Blu-ray. These days, that, that time frame is shrinking dramatically to the point where unless you're super hardcore to go to a, a a movie and have that experience because there is an experience with it just like there's an experience going to an arcade versus sitting in, in your house and playing on a tv 
you might as well just wait, especially if you got a family, you got a couple kids. By the time you go in there and everybody gets some snacks and a drink, you're dropping, God, probably a hundred bucks, you know, when you could sit at home and wait for it to come on Disney Plus. Then there you go. You, you watch for free. You can, you can pause it. You can have your own snacks, whatever the case is. I can understand like why things are going the way they are, but we're, we're sacrificing a lot for those conveniences, I guess. Is, is, is where I'll leave this at. I'll quit being the old man that's that's just yelling and 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 being sad. Speaking of movies, let's let's go into the the watch tech thing. I have other things to talk about, but I feel like this is a good uh, good thing to transition to, especially considering I was talking about being the old man. I watched a movie. This is thanks to a YouTube rabbit hole that I almost went down. Uh, there was this thing that was like an analysis of the movie No Country for Old Men. And I started watching it and I, and I immediately stopped because I was like kind of engaged with it and interested in it. And I saw that it was available to stream on HBO max. So I was like, okay, I'm going to quit this. I'm going to quit this video. And I'm going to watch this movie. And I did like this movie was, I, I guess did really well when it came out and I'll give you like the premise of it without spoiling it. It's about this guy. I think it takes place in Texas. It's about this guy. He's out hunting, uh, in, in like the desert area. And, uh, as he's like looking down the scope of his rifle, he sees like all these cars kind of parked in like kind of staggered circle out in the fields. And he goes out there and he finds all these dead people, like all the, like it was like a drug deal gone bad. And he kind of looks around, he finds the drugs that they were going to transact, but there's no like money anywhere. So he looks up and he sees like a tree off to the distance and he goes over there and there's a guy laying there with uh, like a suitcase full of, I think what is $2 million. And, uh, this guy takes the money off of the, the dying guy. And then, um, all these terrible things start happening to him in his life from taking this money because there's this other guy that is hunting him down, trying to get that money. And this guy is ruthless. And he's kind of like the, it's almost like a horror movie of, of sorts. Cause this guy is relentless and he stops at nothing in his way to, uh, to track this guy down. And it, it gets pretty intense. Definitely not for the, the, the faint of heart definitely a hard R rated movie, but I watched that. And then I went back and watched the, the YouTube video that they were recommending to me. And it was enjoyable to see an analysis of it after watching it. So thank you, YouTube algorithm for, for hooking me up there. I also watched a video on the YouTube algorithm today that I thought was really interesting, but I think might be a better conversation to have in a, a weekly business meeting for a future episode, because I, I already have like a couple of those planned. That's a series that I'm enjoying doing that runs parallel to this. So if you just listen or watch missing pieces, uh, I also do the, the business meeting podcast where I talk about YouTube or things that I'm working on. And, uh, I also do three questions, which is just a little short series where I answer three questions from this, this box, at least for the next several weeks. And then we'll move on to other questions as well, but it's all, it's all kind of, it's fun to do those. And, uh, I guess my ultimate goal someday is to have like between like, I'd like maybe five different series that I do on this channel. And one of them I would like to do is called the, like the YouTube rabbit hole. And I, I guess the, the no country for old men one, or like the, the YouTube suggestion there would be a good segue into that. But I don't know if it's enough to be its own series. I feel like maybe it's a little bit of a better thing to add on to missing pieces. And that's kind of the other thing I could, I know some people aren't huge fans of like the short podcasts. I could bump missing pieces to like an hour and a half 
if we put all of those different segments into one episode and I just record it all in one shot where I talk about my week and then we go into the three questions and then we go into like a business meeting, we could do it all. We could do the rabbit hole thing. It's something to consider, but I kind of like, I like having a little bit of stuff each day. And if it's a, if it's a 10 minute podcast, it can be, there's no, there's no rules in this, but I think a lot of people like having like really, like if you're listening to this, you like having really long form entertainment, not even a, like a YouTube video is considered short, like a 10 to 15 minute YouTube video would be considered short when it comes to people that love podcasts. So I'll try to bump it out for you. Maybe we can include some of your guys' stuff in there as well. Or what, I don't know. I'm open. We can do whatever you guys want to do. I just, I love doing this and I want it to be more than just my weekly audio journal. I feel like we could add some other extra things to this too. You guys hear Roxy breathing back there. She's, you can kind of see her. Uh, let's go on though. That was, that was my watch tech. Oh gosh. I'm also watching something else that definitely even more so than no country for old men is viewer discretion advised. And that is Dahmer on Netflix. I'm sure most of you have heard of Jeffrey Dahmer. He's like a serial killer who also collects bodies and bones and sometimes eats his victims. This is a really like dark series. It's 10 episodes. I'm about halfway in and it, it starts off with him getting caught basically, which is a really wild situation where he got caught and then goes into uh, his backstory, his childhood, how everything led up to all the terrible things that he's he's gotten himself into, and it's it's a wild ride. But again, it's it's very inappropriate for I would say almost everyone, and probably including myself. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, I, I'm invested now, and I've got to watch the rest of it. But I don't recommend watching. It's definitely not something you want to watch at dinner time or like any time. I watch it before I go to bed because it's not something I want to watch in front of Clark Mann and Cody. He's certainly not interested. So I watch it before bed and it sets me off on some really sweet dreams. Not really. But that's pretty much all I did for Watch Tech. We still have our regular shows like Survivor. We watch each week. We watch Lego Masters. I love this week's episode of Lego Masters. This show. I wish that show was on all year. I would watch every episode of it. But that's pretty much all I watched. Uh, this week was mostly me being uh, productive here in the studio. If some of you know that I'm working on this organization journey that I've been on for a few weeks now, and I'm making great progress, even though it doesn't feel like that. In fact, I made a Lego video this week talking about how you spend all these hours, like when you when it gets down to like sorting Lego pieces, taking them from like a pile of miscellaneous stuff and sorting them out to what they into their respective piles and then putting those piles where they belong in drawers or bins. You spend all this time on it and it's like, okay, I got that done. But then it's just, it's like a drop in the ocean when you look at the, at the entire collection or what you still have left to do. In fact, if you look over my shoulder here, you can see all these Lego classic bags that I have sitting here. They all need parted out and put away. And that's going to take me a long time to do, even though a lot of them are pretty common pieces, I feel like. Uh, but as discouraging as it is, I try to remind myself that I am making progress. And ultimately, I'm going to have this place all organized, which is what I really want to do. And uh, the ultimate goal, at least the Lego side of things, is to have these pieces available so Clark and I can be creative with the pieces, whether it's making things of our own, recreating other Lego sets that we really like. But the thing that I want to really nail home to people that are watching is I want to create like an anti-consumer mindset. I want them to realize that 
even though we have a very big collection, you can take what you have and you can be creative with it and make something that you love. You don't always have to be worried about rushing out to buy the next biggest thing or worried about the next Lego set or, or always be on the hunt and never satisfied. You can take what you have and make something that you love. And if you can do that with somebody that you love, like your seven-year-old son, for example, and you can do it together, what's, what's a more powerful thing than that? So I feel like that's what I want my message to be. And it's a message for myself as well, because I, I've very quickly realized, I mean, not very quickly, because it's been years of me collecting, that this is not sustainable. You can't keep buying thousands of dollars of Lego sets every year and keep growing this collection because one, you're going to run out of space. And two, it's like, what value are you getting out of these things? I'd be far happier looking at something on a shelf that Clark and I made together than something that a really talented Lego designer made. You know, like that's great and all, but like, what's my connection to that? Why am I celebrating your creativity when I could be celebrating, like spending time with my son? And and even if I'm just doing something solo, like making something that's like truly mine, because in my opinion, Lego is meant to be a, a vessel for creativity, not necessarily can I follow these steps to recreate something that another creative person made. And when I look around the Lego space, at least the this, this circle that I'm subscribed to, that's pretty much all it is. It's, it's buy stuff, do haul videos, go shopping, do reviews, all of that. And I'm just, that's not where I want to go. So I'm trying to move out of that space. And it's going to be like a transition. It's going to be painful for people, I think, because a lot of people like expect that from us. I'm still down for getting stuff at yard sales, of course, because I love Lego deals. But I'm more interested in showing what you can do with what you have. And I think that's a message that I'd like to share with, especially the younger audience, because it's just, when you, you okay, Bear? Bear's bear's coughing back there. Um, When you watch people that are doing these huge hauls and stuff like that, and they always have the newest sets and everything, you know, as as much as it's fun to live vicariously through them, I I feel like it leads you to feeling worse about yourself. Like, oh, I, I wish my parents could get me a $200 Lego set. All I have are these, this pile of bricks here. Well, I'm, I'm here to say, let's take that pile of bricks and make something cool out of it and be proud of it. So that's where I want to go. And I think I'm going to bring back the, the contests and stuff like that because it encourages younger builders to, to get involved. And I, I have the means to, to send them some cool stuff. So I'd like to do that too. It's life goals, guys. But I uh, got a whole bunch of that done this week and I still have a lot more to do, of course. I uh, but I'm happy to make progress. And the other thing that I'm making progress on is another goal that I set for myself. And it's been really fun, actually. I have a goal of selling all of the items that aren't serving me on eBay. And I set a goal for myself to list at minimum one item per day on eBay. And in doing that, I've developed a little bit of an eBay store and stuff is selling. In fact, I reached the point this week, I haven't been doing this long, but because I sold uh, some, some camera equipment and some audio equipment, uh, I surpassed the $600 that eBay, uh, they hit you with like uh, sending you a 1099. It used to be, I think like 20 some thousand dollars. Now it's 600. So I'll have to claim this on my taxes, which is a huge bummer, but I would rather have those funds than have a bunch of stuff sitting around that I don't use. I have so much old camera equipment and things like that, that it just needs to be gone. And, um, I'm going to start listing these things. Instead of having it sitting in the storage room, if I'm not using it, if it's not bringing me some type of value or joy, it doesn't have a place here. 
So I want to clear that out. And ideally, the storage room, I really love it to be just a place of Lego inventory, some classic toys from my childhood, and some, some video games. And I want everything to be very easily accessible. So if I want to get in there and get it, I know where it is. Everything is labeled. And then I can bring it out and use it if I want. And if I get to the point where I'm not using it for long enough, then I need to evaluate whether it's something that I want to keep or not. So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm not going to share my, my store or anything because I don't want to... I don't want you to buy from me just because of who I am. And I certainly don't want somebody, and I've thought about this, like I'm like, oh, I could sell Lego stuff and then share it with my my audience. I fear that somebody would buy from me. And I, it's, it's a stupid thing to do, but you, you just never know. They would buy something from me just to give me negative feedback to kind of ruin my reputation on there. So I'd rather keep it anonymous. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I'm doing. But I'm, I'm going to list some things and hopefully sell some stuff. And uh, get some money for for uh, things that I don't use anymore. Then I can invest that in other things that I will use more. Like right now, I think my number one most wanted thing is this microphone system that I that I saw that would be great for on the go uh, podcasting or also just uh, doing videos here where it, uh, it's a wireless system uh, that's actually better than the other one that I that I experimented with. And uh, I'll do, I'll, there'll be a whole video on it. So I'll talk about that when I actually get it, but I've been like pondering it and I probably should just pull the trigger on it. In fact, I, I had it in my cart the other day, but it said like it was going to ship to me and be here while we were gone this weekend. So I didn't want it to be like sitting outside or in our mailbox because it's kind of an expensive setup. So, you know, for the future, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, my next thing I want to talk about is um, a follow-up, I guess. This is from the Ocean City trip that we took earlier this month, I mentioned the kind of rough experience that we had there, not only with the weather, uh, because a hurricane was moving up the coast, not the the bad hurricane that everyone experienced in Florida. It was a little another one that just kind of just made it just just enough wind and, and clouds and rain uh, that Ocean City, Maryland was like not good for a few days. But we had an issue with our room and mold. And uh, when I asked to like move our room, they kind of him hauled around and it took forever to have somebody come up. And then they looked at it and then I went down and I just didn't feel like I got the respect that that one deserves when they spend that much money consistently at a hotel. And many of you guys encouraged me to write an email or let them know about my experience. And I didn't for the longest time. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. But then I started thinking about it as I was like editing the videos and it kind of came back to my mind. I was like, you know what? I am going to write an email because it's, you know, if you're a guest at a hotel, they should treat you like you're a guest at a hotel and accommodate you. And especially if you say there's mold in the room, there should be a, such a high level of embarrassment there that they should do whatever it takes to get you out of there and to make you happy. Right. And they ultimately they did, but I wrote about my experience and I sent it to Hilton and then they, they reviewed it. They said they get back to me within like a week. So it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's fine. I just, I spoke my piece. And I was very respectful. I wasn't a jerk in any way. I just explained what happened. And I talked about how much we really love their their hotel. And we've been there for years and all this stuff. And uh, they were nice enough to uh, to get back to me. And they gave me 25,000 Hilton points, uh, which is pretty generous. Like, I think it was like, I don't know how much it is. It's like $150 or something like that. And you know what I did with that? I'm using it for the hotel that we're staying at tonight. I think our hotel tonight was, I think it was 40,000 points to stay there for free. And I already had some points build up from Mother's Day. So uh, essentially, there, I got a, almost a free night at uh, at a Hampton Inn tonight. 
which I don't typically like to stay at Hamptons because I had a bad experience at one, but this one had better reviews than some of the other Hiltons. You'd be shocked to know how many hotels Hilton, the company Hilton owns. It's, it's a lot. Like we're, we're staying in Lancaster tonight to, um, so we're ready tomorrow because we're taking a train from Lancaster with our friends into New York city. Again, I'll talk all about this next week, but, um, a lot of the hotels are sold out for some reason. There must be something happening in Lancaster on Saturday, but the Hilt or Hampton was available and, uh, and had good reviews. So we'll see how it is. I feel like it's the one I stayed at before and it wasn't good, but who knows? Maybe things change. No, no, that one was in, uh, that was in Ohio. That was on our way to, um, Cedar Point, we stayed in Hampton and it was like, ooh, it was a little gross, but every place is a little different and we'll have to, I'll, I'll report back on how this one is, but a free night at a hotel, thanks to Hilton making it right. And it's funny how just something like that, like they didn't, they didn't do anything other than give me money towards a future stay. And what a, what a great way to resolve something because you take a, a customer that may not be happy and you essentially give them currency to come stay at your place again. So maybe on the next time around, you can, you can impress them. And uh, that's exactly what I did. And I'm, I'm very happy with that. I thought the resolution was great and um, I'm thankful for, for them, you know, making it right when they, they should have originally. So, uh, again, I'll report back on this coming week's activities because this weekend's going to be pretty fun. Clark man's staying at Yemi and Paps. So this is like an adults only trip, which is exciting. We don't, we don't often do that, but that'll be happening next week. I'm going to continue on with my organization quest, making progress in here. That's going to be like an ongoing thing. And I'm just excited to, to get this space set up exactly the way that I want it. And then uh, go on with, with my, uh, ultimate plan, which is to, uh, to be creative in here and to, uh, to share that with, with the world and hopefully inspire people out there to, to do the same. I don't think there's much more you could ask for, but that was, uh, this week in, uh, missing pieces. I hope you enjoyed coming along with me on this journey. I mentioned it'd be a shorter one. You'll have to let me know if it was one that you enjoyed coming along on. But uh, we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming and uh, another episode of Missing Pieces. So have a great week, and we'll see you in the next episode.